Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project, where purpose-driven leaders unite to change the game of life and business forever. Here are your hosts, Susan Hobson and Rob Kalvroski. Welcome to another bonus episode of Maintenance Disrupted. I'm Rob Kalvroski. On this bonus episode, we bring you another episode of the Leadership Launchpad Project podcast with Tom Furnival. Now, a lot of you are going to know who Tom Furnival is. He is a vice president at the Marshall Institute, so he has a ton of expertise in both maintenance and reliability. But we take a different spin on things and we talk about why mindset is so important in leadership. It's a great interview and I really hope you enjoy it. If you're looking to take your leadership game to the next level, go to robsreliability.com leadership and check out the Leadership Launchpad Project online program. I know I've been talking about this program for almost a year now on this podcast and we've started to see some incredible gains both with individual participants and with some private customers. So definitely you're going to want to check that out. And if you're looking for a private offering of that program, you can email me robsreliabilityproject at gmail.com and we can talk about it. Another thing that I'm doing just specifically for teams is I'm giving away 10 free psychological safety assessments. Now, why would you want to understand your psychological safety? It is the number one predictor of a high-performance team. So if you want to bring your team to the next level, if you want to open and solicit feedback, if you want to increase innovation, communication, and get results, Psychological safety is the number one predictor of that. It is the foundational element of success. So if you're one of the first 10 people to reach out to me, robsreliabilityproject at gmail.com and connect with me to talk about a psychological safety assessment, you will get one for free. And we will throw that in for your team and we can jump on a call and do an amazing debrief session to really take your team to the next level. So those are the things I got for you today. And if you love this type of content, subscribe to the Leadership Launchpad Project podcast on wherever you are listening to Maintenance Disrupted. That podcast solely focuses on bringing you next level leadership content. And it's been an incredible journey for me to host that show. So definitely you're going to want to jump over there and learn about leadership in a way that you haven't seen it in maintenance. I really appreciate you listening. And here is the interview with Tom Furnival. We are live. Welcome back to the Leadership Launchpad Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski. And as always, we have our in-house leadership mindset coach and former Toronto Arrow, Susan Hobson, number 24. How are you? I love it. I'm great, Rob. Thank you so much for asking. I'm excited about this interview. Let's go. Let's go. Time let's, to fire it up. Let's let's fire it up. And before we get into it, I just I just want to bring up one thing. So I posted this. Uh, we had Claire Jones's episode released this week, and I posted on LinkedIn. And I mentioned something that I think is something that I see lacking in industry, which is 
not necessarily having values and talking about values, but actually delivering and following through with your action and your investment. And I think like for me, Claire absolutely demonstrates that because not only does she talk about caring about her people, but she's investing in burnout courses. She's investing in her own education around mental health. And I think like this is something as for me as a leader that I think, and there's backstory to this, but but you definitely need to walk the walk as a leader. And it's not just about you know saying that safety is number one or that your people are your assets. It's actually following through. Mm-hmm. You got to walk that talk, right? That's so critical. And it's definitely something I discipline my leaders on, right? Because otherwise... The messaging, it just doesn't land, right? You, you start to lose that trust and rapport in your people. And guess what? You're not a leader anymore, right? Nobody's going to follow you if you're not in integrity with what it is you're saying is important to you because nobody's buying it if you're not walking that talk, <laughs> right? I, I love it. And and we have a special guest and and also a former water polo player. We, we have Tom Furnival. Tom, how are you? Wonderful. Thanks, Rob. I uh, appreciate you and Susan inviting me to uh, join the podcast today. Thank yeah, you for being here. That's what I got to say. Sorry, Rob. To yeah, <laughs> no, we're, we're happy to have you on. And Tom, you know, it was, it's funny, right? Like you're, you're probably, I think, one of maybe two other people in the heavy industry that's actually talking about leadership and mindset. And that's why I had to have you on. So do you want to just first off, tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, How'd you get started on this leadership journey? Yeah, fantastic. And first, I guess maybe a confession. Uh, I don't want to insult water polo players out there. I uh, I like to think I was a water polo player, but it probably more looked like I was in the water while a game was going on. Uh, but I, <laughs> I loved it nonetheless. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Well, a little bit about me. My name is Tom Furnival. I was uh, born and raised in the UK. Uh, folks from England. I grew up in in Aberdeen. Um, my dad was was in uh, North Sea Oil. He worked for Shell for 44 years, from 16 to 60. Um, I moved to the U.S. in 2007 to North Carolina to join Marshall Institute. And uh, 13 years on in various positions later, uh, I'm now a partner and uh, supporting the company as vice president. So uh, I moved from North Carolina to San Diego, California. To start a family, so uh, I live here with my wife and and uh, two fantastic children. And my my journey through kind of the conversations of, of leadership and mindset have um, uh, you know like everyone's journey is a bit unique. But I think we're all we're all trying to travel the same path with our own understanding of experiences we've had and where we want to go. And and mine is uh, you know I've always been fascinated with the idea of potential. And certainly, you know, from an early stage in my career, focused on my potential and wanting to wanting to build mine and realize my potential. And several years ago, I set out on a journey to build a model or a system that I could actually, you know, follow to, to guide my journey. And it kind of coincided with, um, you know, a period of everything was going great in my life on paper, 
but still, you know, kind of similar to a lot of the conversations that, that you talk about regarding mental health. You know, I had a period of, of a dip, of a depression. And, you know, it's one of those things where until I experienced it, I wouldn't have believed it because everything was going great. I was married, wonderful wife. You know, work was work was going well. Uh, living in sunny San Diego all was good. So um, it was that experience that really reinforced the importance of the mindset piece for me. So as I'm building this model of kind of leadership behavior and practice, I then incorporated the mindset piece because I had that firsthand experience of, of how important it, it, it was for me because I know that there are habits that we build, both cognitive and behavioral, that can can launch you or limit you. So uh, that that's, uh, I know we'll get into a lot more detail, but that's kind of the genesis of, of, of my experience in, in these conversations. And how has all of that inspired your understanding of what leadership really is all about? That personal experience obviously was massively impactful for you and it put you on this journey, but it's a question we like to ask yeah. our, our, our guests, right? What does leadership mean to you? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, and it's this is something that I have been thinking about, and I, I've been working towards my own definition of that in the last few years. And that is, uh, you know, uh, and I think very consistent with what you guys believe on the podcast is that the purpose of leadership is to realize potential, and ultimately, the potential of other people and of situations, you know, and in the process, the potential of the leader mm -hmm. um, themselves. But it's an outward perspective, an orientation of beliefs, assumptions, and attitudes guided towards the success and potential of other people and situations. Love that. So maybe let's that. dig, uh, like, I want to dig more on potential, like potential. What does that mean to you? Yeah. So it, it is, you know, for, for various people, it, it will mean various things, right? It, there's, there's no one definition of potential, but I think in the very basic level, it's um, it's the removal of waste, right? Let let's cut waste out of your life, um, and then set yourself up for whatever it is that you want to do. And I think ultimately, living with a with a sense of of purpose and action, and you know, um, uh, determined action, however you want to phrase it, that you're actually doing something with a passion and a purpose, and you're contributing beyond yourself. That you as an individual have a net positive in impact. Um, and, uh, you know, potential could be, you know, it doesn't have to mean on paper success that you're running a company, that you're starting something. It's just that you are uh, energized and ready to do good in a way that you might never have thought of previously, that you didn't think you were capable of achieving from those old mindset practices or, or behavioral practices. I know that's super generic, but, uh, you know, I think that that speaks to how broad potential can be and what it can look like. I think it's great to remove right, uh, waste is to remove the resistance, right? The resistance to the growth itself. Yes. So, and it's, and it's that um, removing, removing that, um, the resistance that stops you from moving forward, but then also embracing the resistance that strengthens your growth, right? Acknowledging that resistance is part of the process, but, you know, because you have to be, if you want to be resilient, and grow and reach your potential, you have to be, you know, ready to weather the storm uh, from time to time and go through those hard moments. But what I think as people start their journey, it's what can we move out their way that allows them to build up some momentum, some belief in themselves, uh, you know, and some time to institute some of these, these habits that are going to be essential for their, for their sustained growth. 
Yeah, I absolutely am in alignment with everything you just said, because that obviously as a leadership coach is what I do in my day job. I'm curious for you as a leader wonderful, and in, in your business, like how, from a mindset perspective, how do you approach this with your people? How do you approach really helping them yeah. to remove the resistance that is like preventing them from getting into that momentum and that traction in terms of the, you know, accruing the positive results that show them what, who they are, what they're made of, what they're capable of? Like, how do you approach that as a leader yourself? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And one that I am working on, right? I think that's, that's a super important thing to work on. Um, I think first thing, first thing is know your people. You know who they are, what 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 motivates them, what their goals are, um, you know mm. what 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 excites them, what scares them. Um, so you know you can be in a position to know when to challenge them and how to challenge them, when to support them, how to support them, um, you know when to push them, you know when to protect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's everything, right? Know your audience, meet them where they're at. I think it's a yeah. big reason why we talk so much about psychological safety on this podcast, right? It's like how important it is to, to create the space so you actually can get to know your people as human beings, aside from the tasks that you're asking them to be responsible for, you it, know? Exactly, exactly. And I think the next step for me that I'll be trialing is really consciously working on the language of the leadership mindset, uh, you know, making sure that I'm more consciously, you know, peppering in certain terms and helping them to understand their purpose and their potential, um, you know, helping them to shape, shape habits. Um, you know, and I think there's this mix between doing it, um, you know, kind of behind the scenes and then kind of in, you know, as a stated topic of conversation within a meeting that we are working on this together. Um, I want to create that that environment where these things happen as naturally as possible. So that, that is not a nut I have cracked by any means, but something <laughs> I'm working on. I mean, that's where I want to yeah. dig, Tom, is like, like you're like in a business and you're practicing like basically leadership mindset with your people. Like, how do you start broaching that conversation of like, what's the benefit of mindset coaching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I think the first thing is, is I'm working on myself, you know, cause it, so my, I believe that, that the purpose of leadership is to, is to realize the potential of other people in situations. I also believe that mindset is the foundation of an individual's potential. So I want to get my mindset where it needs to be first and foremost, right? We, we got to practice what we preach um, before really taking it um, to my team in full force. But I think, you know, it's it's about not necessarily coming right off the bat to talk about leadership mindset. It's it's living leadership mindset, you know, showing proof of concept in the hopes that that attracts attention from the team, that that's something that they become exposed to through osmosis. And then it becomes more of a, a you know, more of a concrete conversation with guided goals or structure. However, you know, um, you know, our team needs support. I love that you said that because... Some people look at me sideways when they come through my door and I immediately full stop. I won't even let them work on the growth of their people or their businesses until they first can just understand how to model this themselves. Like that yeah. to me is Agreed. like, that's a rule of, enga- rule of engagement with my leaders because it, yeah, it is. It's like what we were talking about at the top of this show, right? There's no integrity in that model. If you're saying what to do, 
do what I say, not as I do. Like we know as parents, that yeah. does not fly. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's exactly yeah, it's the model that exactly. carries the most weight. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you know, I, th I think key to that as well um, it is so much in life, so much of what we all deal with on a daily basis is not hard to understand, right? Um, it, like most people, if we talk about leadership mindset, we, they understand the words that are coming out of our mouth. They, you know, they can get what we mean, but there's, there's, mm -hmm. th there's such a big difference in understanding something, but th and then believing it truly to your core, yes. believing it to the point of living it. So, you know, my goal is yeah. to live it. It's part of me. It's natural. It's an outflow of, of who I am. Um, and that's such a, for me, such a stronger place to be able to support others when it's ingrained to that level. Yeah, it's the difference between intellectualizing these concepts from a textbook or as a trainer at the yes. front of the room and actually landing it, integrating for it sure. and like make, making it a part of who you are, right? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. what does that look like for you? Like, what is what is integrating that changed about you? Yeah. So for me, um, one of the things that I am doing as a result of this is um, part of my start of day when I get to my desk is I've written down a, my my uh, list of primers for the day, reminders for myself to orient my thinking. You know, and it might be things like, um, as we discussed earlier, someone needs support in this area or someone is ready to be pushed. Um, someone's going through a hard time right now. Um, you know, someone is feeling undervalued. You know, so that's my list of things to prime my mind so that I can be in a position where, um, you know, that support and, and those actions um, kind of come naturally to me. It's not something I'm forgetting or I'm losing to the tasks I have to do that they become the core focus of, of my day in addition to doing, you know, what I'm, you know, on paper paid to do. Um, so, so that primer then sets me up to where I either formally schedule time to su support someone or it's something because I keep repeating it, um, you know, stuff like someone's ready to be challenged or what have you, you know, reminding myself day after day, it just becomes more natural to me kind of pushing them and challenging them and, um, you know, being the person that they need me to be at this point in their career. I feel like we need to break down that priming uh, word that you just flung on the table as somebody who obviously plays in the mindset arena and understands so naturally himself in his own in his own lane. I talk about this a lot in my coaching practice, but what does it mean for those people who are listening who are like priming? What is he, what is he priming? A paint on his walls? Like what does that actually mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah fantastic. And and Susan, uh, uh, jump in after my uh, my homemade definition here if you, you want to follow this, it up a wee bit. Um, I have uh, confidence but, uh, in you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for me, for me, priming is both is the act of writing down things that I want to remember to the point that I act naturally and automatically um, from. So like I said, that list earlier, I've written it down. I've got that paper on my desk. And at the beginning of the day, I read through it. So that primes me. It gets me ready to execute on those things in the day. I love I love that definition. I wouldn't change a thing. And I actually just want to okay. link that back to where we started in priming this episode, right? Is like set, setting Ooh. the frame in terms of what is really, really 
important in leadership, right? Is like really making sure that you're walking the talk. So when you're talking about priming, that's what you're doing. You're saying to your subconscious mind, this is important. We need to own this. Yes, yes. we have tasks to do and schedules to keep. But, da, da, da. but what you're doing is you're, you're, you're doing what, what, what uh, Rob said, right? Is like sometimes these leaders, they'll say it's important, but it never shows up in the execution and follow through. It never lands in terms of their actual behavior. So when you're setting your intentions at the start of the day, that's what you're doing. You're saying to your subconscious, my cake, we need to own this and execute on this and follow through. So it's like priming your subconscious mind to make sure it drives that execution in your behavior. And that is what sets you up to integrate yes. all of this into a real, like, rubber meets the road, real-time experience where it's actually become something that is impactful in terms of the results. Perfect. Right? Perfect. I love that. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love it. it. Yeah, love 100%. It. Yeah, I love that you talk about that because I think that's a very powerful leadership tip for any of you leaders out there who are not executing on the walk in the talk, right? And you're struggling to really maybe understand how to fully integrate that. That's a really simple strategy, but it's very powerful too. Yeah, what I um, I, I think a key takeaway from, from that practice and at least the way that I've been using it is it's it's a nice reminder to start the day that today is not about you, Ooh, right? Life. The day is about other people, right? So it's that kind of orientation, that centering toward providing support towards others. And there's some specific guidance on how to do that through that priming tool. Love it. Love <laughs> it, love it, love it. What I, what I wanted to jump off here is is just about like what we, I, we talked a little bit about it last week, but it's this concept of, of the future versus the now. And, and I think you're, you're talking about it here with the priming, right? And what priming or your intention setting, whatever you want to call it, is just it's helping you get that longer term picture into the today where the reactivity mm -hmm. doesn't overwhelm you. And I think like what, what I've really been thinking about a lot lately is this concept of, I call, I almost call it a privilege. Like it is a privilege to think about 20 years from now because you are somehow able to like your, your now is good enough or fine enough where you can actually get to this point of thinking about the future. And I think it's something, Tom, like you come from the maintenance industry too. And it's like our whole profession is designed about thinking on the long term on these asset life cycles and 50 years from now. And yet the vast majority of the industry can't get out of this thing broke right now, go fix it. And I think like mm -hmm. the daily intentions really can help us get further out in our thinking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, in general, I think, you know, we all struggle in, in being, you know, challenging ourselves for growth for tomorrow, but being content with where we are for today you know, being excited about our future achievements, but grateful for where we are. Like, it's this, like, we're constantly going back and forth between these two things and not not wishing away today to get to tomorrow, you know, being present in the yeah. moment. Um, you know, and I, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of it goes back to what you said at the beginning of the podcast is value. You know, you, you mm -hmm. pr protect what you value. And, um, you know, unfortunately, maintenance isn't as valued as it should be. The contribution of maintenance um, to organizational performance is not valued the way it should be. And, you know, the, the state of reactive maintenance, I think, is the biggest evidence that we have for that. 
Wow. And, and, and for you, Tom, like, how do we get out? Like, it's, it's incredible. And I, I talk about, it's funny, right? Because my career is all about thinking about tomorrow and I struggle with getting out of today. And, and like, yeah. there's a lot there um, around it. But like, how do you get people out of, of the now and thinking about tomorrow? Establishing a leadership purpose, you know, identifying what your purpose is as an individual and how you can deliver that to whatever spheres you run in, you know, your colleagues, you, you know, at work, families, community, the world, um, is is something that for, for me, I think sets, sets excitement for the future um, as well as purpose and relevance for today. So I think it helps to shape, you know, what are the important things to really work on today? If you are, if you are driven by purpose, it, it prioritizes what your today looks like. Um, and then I think it keeps you on a consistent path for, for the future as well. Yeah, that's the key, right? Is like you use that connecting with the future aspirational self and the vision that you have for yourself in terms of your purpose as a leader, but with the purpose of extrapolating from that, right? Like what is, what is it that I actually yeah. need to own today and prioritize today so I can, you know, take one step closer to that vision. Yeah, exactly. And and Rob, my position is almost I, I think almost the opposite is I, I've been so excited to get to tomorrow and get to the long term that I've I've not spent enough time, you know, in, in today. So you know, I've been trying to um I've I've actually been uh you know setting my sights on the long term, but but trying to set my fin- finish line at the end of the day. You know, instead of the day just being something to get through to get the prize at the end of the journey, is actually really enjoy the process itself and just focus focus on today. But the nature of the work that happens in that day is is hugely important to your ability to, I think, enjoy that process. And that's where I think setting setting and living, like we said earlier, you know, living to values, behaving in accordance with values is is key. So what, what's driving all of this? Like, what's your purpose in, in your 20-year vision or 50-year vision? I, I believe that, that my purpose is to help people achieve their potential, people and things. So within the context of Marshall Institute, help the company achieve its potential. Uh, do something really great that my colleagues, myself included, can, can look back on and be like, wow. That was amazing. What an what an incredible experience with with great outcomes. You know, a story that they're proud to tell their grandkids about. I'm on a mission with with my wife, who's who. My wife is a behavioral therapist, um, uh, and has been doing has been doing cool. lots of pro bono work on me. Um, <laughs> you, you know, no, she, uh, you know, just her perspective and wisdom is just you know, it's, she's influenced me um, incredibly. And by the way, she's uh, she will be a published children's book author come September, writing on uh, emotional <gasps> and uh, mental health for kids. Send um, me a copy, please. So, yeah, I will. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will. Yeah, it, it's called the Not So Friendly Friend. It's about setting healthy boundaries. You know, young friendship. So I need that um, book for my nine-year-old right this second. I'm not even kidding. That's so relevant okay. and great. Okay, great for we. <laughs> Fantastic. We will send you an advance copy. Um, so, yeah, so my wife has heavily influenced my thinking. And what was the question? Your purpose 
as a leader, you said you're starting to tell us there the, we go. on the work front, but I think where you're going is you and on the personal front of things, right? What your legacy, what you want that legacy. Yeah, to it, exactly. So thank you very much. Um, so, so on the home front, it's to set up my children with a leadership mindset, mm-hmm. prepare them for the resilience, the grit, the growth um, to, to do something, you know, extraordinary in life and not just extraordinary, but be good people, mm-hmm. you know, set up to help others set up to, you know, I want them to just be ingrained with the, with the, the, the mindset to support other people, um, you know, and the confidence to charge into the world, the bravery to be themselves and, and to, you know, travel their own path. And uh, a, a kind of, if I can indulge my ego, it would be amazing to have an impact impact on the the conversations and practices of leadership and mindset globally at some point in the future. But you know, I, 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 I'm. It's nice to think about, but at the same time, recognizing that I think really uh, adopting true leadership mindset and behavior. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not getting distracted by that shiny ball because I recognize it's about here and today, and it's not about me. Well, you're well, impacting a global conversation right now. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. You, you just you just manifested that very thing that you just said. I don't know if you notice. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that. Yeah, it's our, see, the intention is real. It's showing up in, in how you're making decisions clearly. I'm That's curious. That's exactly all, right. In talking about all of this in terms of, you know, the future and the vision and the purpose and the legacy and the, all of that, you know, I'm seeing has been massively disrupted in the mindsets of a lot of people right now because of this world pandemic that we're navigating. Yes. So I'm just curious to sort of check on how that's showing up in your space of the world and in the home front for sure, because obviously that's like where your heart is, you know, but also on the work front in terms of your people there, because that's a big part of your mission as well. So how is this disruption um, really showing up in your world? Yeah, you know, from from a, uh, a home perspective, it's it's been a lot more. Um, although it's not it's not changed dramatically because I have worked from home for eight years, um, it has resulted in a lot more family time, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, but with two very high energy toddlers, it it certainly makes for uh, interesting summer times and uh, Easter breaks, and you know. Uh, so no, I think there's you know there is the the awareness of how to manage family highs and lows that's for sure you know i think there's there's a feeling out there that you know you should love family time and and the reality is look we're all individuals struggling to get through our own day at times let alone manage four or five other people personalities and and you know attitudes that change perspectives and temperaments that change by the minute um so i think just the the awareness as a family to deal with that talk about it move through it whatever coping skills the individuals in the family or the family collectively have together uh, to kind of pacify tense moments. You know, there's a lot of stress going on. And, and you know, that's that's certainly the case on the work front as well. From, from the Marshall Institute perspective, you know, we're a professional services company. So, you know, we work in offices. Um, about 50% of our workforce was already remote working digitally. But we did close our offices down and we actually have shut an office down permanently. Um, you know, and people are working remotely and 
as you guys know, you're working remotely. You've got your kids there. You've got family there. You've got your dog. You've got important meetings. Your internet goes out. You know, you like being around people. You no longer have that human connection. So I think for us, you know, I know this doesn't speak for everyone's experience, but that's that separation of human contact and and um, adjusting work practices, work environment with increased stress of survival of a company, right? You know, we don't know what the economy is going to look like in a couple of months, but if it keeps going like this, it's ugly stuff. So we've got, you know, so many stresses and people are now trying to deal with that now in an isolated or more isolated fashion. So for us, it was definitely a case of as combating that it was video on, you know, on, on Zoom or, or Teams calls. I want to see your face, mm-hmm. you know, let, let, let's see each other. Um, a big thing for me was um, frequent contact but not that long mm-hmm. i want to i want to call you for a minute i'm going to send you an instant message just hey good morning how are you doing yeah. and w- what i'd even do is in parentheses say i don't need anything yeah. i'm just saying good morning yes. like good morning yes. this, yes. this is a hello yeah. you know no expectation um, this isn't no expectation yeah. this is an int- introduction for an ask yeah. you know so uh yeah i i think that the 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 all these stresses with the chain change that's going on right now um, has been, I think, our biggest challenge. And it's and it's more preventive than anything. It's you know, fortunately, nothing has happened that scared us. But just acknowledging, you know, all this change piled on with the, the stress and then isolation requires extra touch points and communication and check-ins. Mm-hmm. I love that, and and I want to dig a little bit more. Right, so we've had basically sure. conflicting views the last few weeks on remote work and the effectiveness and whether we need to go back to the office. And like we had Adam Bandelli come out and say, you know, we need to go back to the office. We need human connection, person to person, face to face. And then last week we had Tom Miller on and he said, you know, we run fully remote. As long as you set your people up in the right way, you can be effective and have those connection remotely. Like, where do you sit on that spectrum? Wonderful. Uh, well, I, I'm going to muddy the water and and uh, uh, provide extra balance to, to those uh, polar perspectives. Um, I'm I'm in the middle. Um, for me, my takeaway has been um, that that I want to be looking at the best ways to connect people, and sometimes that's digitally, and sometimes that's in person. You know, with with our office clothes, what I've been thinking about is how do we take that money. And instead of at the moment right now, the office provides a forced, a designated space for congregation and collaboration. Forget that. What do we put? What can we spend that money on that provides congregation and collaboration in different ways? Do we get the team together quarterly? That all that you know, the annual spend on the office goes on four four big trips a year, you know, or something like that, or just even little stuff, you know. So we're spread around the country, but. We do have a lot of people in Raleigh, North Carolina. Let's get the team together in Raleigh for breakfast once a month. You know, just small stuff like that, but but intentional, meaningful, um, uh, you know, designed. And, and those can be, I think at that point as well, it's worth to, you need to designate this is work or this is social. So if you're having a working breakfast, hey, folks, you know, we are working right now, but you have a very specific goal. Your collab, I, you know, I think face to face has got to be problem solving or collaborating. Yeah. 
it, it shouldn't be the operational workflow tasks that can happen offline that can happen digitally so for me it's about how do we how do we recognize the best things to do in in the communication or environmental mediums that we have at our disposal now so i'm i'm really excited to both continue to work remotely but also for things that require it to get back in person See, this is how we know your vision and purpose as a leader has not been disrupted because you immediately pivoted into where's the opportunity in this disruption? Because it is, right? Yeah, like that's a big pillar in terms of the mindset that a leader needs to hold because disruption is like to be expected in business. I mean, come on, if you're in business, it's happening. For, 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 it's coming. But, ex but to exactly. lean in with that, where's the opportunity for growth that you just clearly exemplified in everything that you just said? That's everything right there, right? Because it does. It's the purpose yeah. of your leadership. It's growth itself. For sure. For sure. It, it, yeah. Well, that's, um, yeah. I, I, you know, and I, I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but I actually found 2020 to be my, my most fulfilling year um, in my career so far. Uh, you know, it was tough, but I, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the challenge and the change. Uh, I'm excited for what's to come. And I think I think one of the, for me, the biggest challenge is not what has happened, but how do we make the best of what's happened, right? I, ignore, ignoring the change, ignore the change at your peril because you'll be swimming upstream for the rest of time, right? So it's, okay, yes. now we have to put our thinking caps on and say, okay, hit, this is where we are. That's reality. Let's not question that. Yeah. Where do we go from yeah. here? That's the challenge. I love that. Oh, I love that because it get for this this disruption's forcing the heads in the sand now to come out of the sand, and which is obviously I think the silver lining in all this disruption. I'm the same as you. I don't want to sound like a masochist, but like hardest year, but also like biggest year of growth I've ever experienced because of right how much of that status quo yep. was disrupted, and it just does it stimulates all kinds of outside the box thinking and. For those of us that get inspired in those spaces, right? Like that can really fuel your charge and your level of engagement. And yes, that leads to more fulfillment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, uh, it, it's something that, you know, as it hit, it was just a reminder to me as well of how important mindset is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, it was a challenge, you know, part of it was a challenge to me to say, I need to be great in this space. And if, if I'm not great in this space, it's because I've not done my homework with the mindset. Um, so that was my that was my personal personal challenge, and you know at the same time, as things hit, my wife started doing therapy again. She started working on a second book. You know there was like we just got busier, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and 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 enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, like, I know that there's there was real pain that took place in 2020, and I, I don't want to make light of of the struggles uh, that that people suffered, but just my personal experience, it was you know, a, a great year of growth. I'm excited about where we can go from here. I'm excited to hear you speaking on that level because, you know, this is everything. <laughs> we're, we're here at the Leadership Launchpad Project. We, we launched this mission specifically in this time and space for these reasons, right? It's like, we just can't, we can't afford to have our heads in the sands. Literally not not a single one of us because we are, this is unifying us globally. Everybody is going through this experience. Globally. Right? Isn't that kind of cool? That's right. It, if, it is. It is. No, and you guys are doing great work. This, these are important messages to share with the world. It's like, honestly, when the world needs us more than ever. And I do think that that is, if I could like work this in, this is some of the biggest opportunity I see in all of this disruption itself. It's just like 
We have the change. We have a chance to change the way that we're approaching business. We really do. Like in all, in all of what you just described there is like, that is such a cool idea. Like we don't need an office space. Like maybe it's time to outgrow the need for that kind of, you know, the way we've been doing business since literally we got out of the industrial era and got into offices, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It is maybe time for an upgrade in terms of some cooler ways that we could congregate and collaborate and stir up some energy and right. Get people excited. Yeah. I would love, love I would love to rent an office space for, for one month a year and fly everyone in. And we do some heavy thinking, planning, collaboration for a month, and then we break. Yeah, I love that. I, love that. There, I mean, like the, the one experience that I had with with some, well, I won't say innovation necessarily, but the impact that came from COVID, and Susan knows this story, mm-hmm. was we, we collaborated with a couple companies on a mental health fundraiser. And one of the companies is a venture capitalist, and they had a budget that was allocated towards travel. And obviously 2020 travel went away. So they decided we're going to donate this budget to the mental health charities. And so it's like you're taking that, you're putting a positive impact on on maybe a negative situation. I was just going to say, I I, I was so inspired by seeing Rob do that. I mentioned that to a couple of my executive clients and I I actually have a couple of them who have pivoted their, their annual whatever trip and party and gathering and they've started to put that towards charities like that's how you start the ripple effect of this really these types of yeah. inspired ideas and talking about them on this show what it's for all about. sure that's awesome rob well and it's you know it, it's it's something that yeah it inspires the team it inspires or hopefully it, it inspires the team because a lot of people you know one of the one of the things that is on my leadership to-do list and kind of part of the primer is reconnecting people with the with the mission of the company you know helping them understand their value and their contribution to the mission and 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 for them to actually know and believe that that mission is worthwhile you know so if if a company is investing you know in supporting you know mental health education um you know providing resources you know that's a company that hopefully most people will you know, we'll we'll get behind and support and feel like the the company they work for does good good for the world beyond what it produces or does or beyond the pursuit of profit. That is so part of my vision for what's on the other side of this disruption. <laughs> yeah. Right? Doesn't yeah. But it just it makes I, us all feel so good and inspired. And you're right. It makes me want to get behind the mission and be a part of it. Yeah. Right. For, sh- for sure, for sure. No, I think there's a big opportunity for a value reset here where organizations can look at that. Their- everyone's got a value statement, right? Yeah. Or a list of values. Yeah. Uh, it's time to it's time to dust them off. Yeah, right. It's time to uh, <laughs> actually decide which value, yeah, which values, it, you know, it truly um, wishes to live by. Yeah. And, um, y- you know, that's going to be that's going to be important as we go forward to a more flexi digital life right because we can't you can't supervise in the old sense mm-hmm. at a distance that we have now so i think connecting people to a more true real mission of an organization is going to uh, be a really effective way at driving accountability uh and and support for the larger mission it's a beautiful way to attract the right talent too right because if that connects with what they yeah. value intrinsically work wherever you want you're good. You're in alignment. Like, you know, you know exactly. Yeah. You can trust the way that shows up on their autopilot. Right. In other words. Ex- exactly. 
Exactly. Love it. So what are your top three tips on leadership? I want to make sure we can really share your brilliance and your thought leadership uh, with our audience as we're trying to inspire them all, like we just said, to go on this mission with us, right? Uh, What would you say your top three leadership tips are? Fantastic. So the the first would be to define your leadership mission. You know, what is your leadership purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think the, the the purpose that I gave earlier was to realize potential of others. I think that's closely aligned with the uh, uh, the podcast uh, mission and, and uh, definition of leadership as well. If it's not, if your definition is not to realize the potential of others, then that's okay. But I think it's important to recognize that that, that definition, that purpose of leadership cannot be about yourself. It has to be about other people. Or, or, or wider impact. So that's number one, define leadership purpose. Number two is to assess your mindset, figure out your mindset strengths and gaps. And I, uh, I did develop and have been using um, for, for clients, for friends, uh, and of course on myself, a, a very quick to complete leadership mindset assessment so if anyone listens, uh, listening to this wants to take the assessment, get in touch with me, I'll send that to you. It's, uh, it, you'll complete it in two, in two minutes and it will provide a good baseline score and understanding of, of strengths and gaps. So get to understand um, your, your mindset. Three would be enhance your habits, right? Understanding that what we do and how we think, but what we, physical behavioral habits, I'm thinking, talking about really now, is what we do determines how effective we can be and, and how, how ultimately we can support our leadership mission. So track what you're doing on a daily basis and, and make an assessment as whether it's as it's enabling and supporting your mission or it's detracting from it and it's supporting you just be the person you want to be and then start, start shaping those, those physical habits. Um, and then a, a, little, a little bonus uh, not necessarily a tip, but a reminder is that you don't need anyone's p- permission to be a leader. I think I think it's largely agreed that leadership is behavior, not title or rank. And as such, you do not need position. You create your mission. And I think that's the when you know that you have a mission, that sounds so true and so real. And you will not care what people say. You do not need anyone's permission. You know that you are on a journey um, and you're going to do what it takes to, to live it. So don't wait. Act now. Go for it. I love that and make, and make it happen. So, Tom, we're, if people are listening and they want to follow you and find more about you or the Marshall Institute, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, my uh, I am on LinkedIn, uh, Thomas J. Furnival. Look me up. Uh, Marshall Institute's website is marshallinstitute.com. And uh, shoot me an email as well, tfurnival at marshallinstitute.com. And I would love to continue the conversation. I'll share the leadership mindset assessment. And um, yeah, you know, I, I genuinely love this conversation. I am on a mission to support people achieve their potential. So please do reach out. I'm, I'm expecting people to get in contact. I'll be disappointed if no one does. Um, and, you know, genuinely appreciate the opportunity, Rob, Susan, to join the show today, uh, contribute to the conversation. And um, yeah, hopefully inspire some people to to take action. I love it. And, and I mean, Tom, thanks for joining us. Like it was, it was a great conversation and, and, you know, there's so much more to dig into, but 
I guess, yeah. I guess for us, I mean, obviously, like subscribe to the Leadership Launchpad Project on your favorite podcast platform. Tell your friends, colleagues, and other leaders in your life about the show. Share that message of leadership mindset with the people around you. And if you want to drop us a question, go to Apple, leave us a rating and review and drop your question in the review, and then we'll answer it on an upcoming Q&A episode. Susan, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with today? I'm so full. My cup runneth over talking to you, Tom. I love it. We're so in alignment. You're a powerful contributor to this mission that we all collectively sitting at this table are obviously sharing here together. And I just love how you brought it all down to really, what is the quote that John C. Maxwell famously uses? It's motivational, get you going, but consistency is what keeps you growing. And that's every oh, sure. that's everything that you just landed on in terms of how it all has to wind into habits, right? These these pat- patterns of, of behavior that we habitually consistently stay accountable to. So thank you so much for sharing your brilliance with us. I think this is going to be so inspiring for so many people. I think we had some awesome brainstorming come on out of this show, right? Right, folks? Like this is everything I'm trying to inspire my leaders to think about. So thank you for bringing the heat in terms of the inspiration today. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. And where I want to leave people today is, is, is something that came out, right? And before we jumped on, we talked a little bit about Tom's got some guitars in the back and Susan mentioned she was a fan of Nirvana. And, and actually, when you said you're from Aberdeen, it, it all clicked for me. Um, and, and for most people, <laughs> no, right? Kurt yeah. Cobain is from Aber- Aberdeen, Washington. And one thing we talked about at the beginning of this podcast is about accepting about who you are in the today, but also striving for tomorrow. And there, there's it's in the Seattle airport as well, but there's a park in, in Aberdeen, Washington, and it's called Come As You Are. Oh, wow. Fantastic. And so we'll, we'll leave people yeah. with that today is just, it, there's an element of acceptance where you just need to be there and that's come as you are. That's right. Acceptance is key. I love it. So thanks for listening and we'll see you all next week. Bye everyone. Beautiful. Thanks guys. Take care.